Undrowned, Black Feminist Lessons from Marine Mammals, by Alexis Pauline Gums. Chapter 2, Breathe. Breath is a practice of presence. One of the physical characteristics that unites us with marine mammals is that they process air in a way similar to us. Though they spend most or all of their time in water, they do not have gills. We too, on land, are often navigating contexts that seem impossible for us to breathe in, and yet we must. The adaptations that marine mammals have made in relationship to breathing are some of the most relevant for us to observe not only in relationship to our survival in an atmosphere we have polluted on a planet where we are causing the ocean to rise, but also in relationship to our intentional living, our mindful relation to each other. With meditations on the different ways that narwhal, beluga, and bowhead whales breathe in the Arctic, the ways baby seals learn to redefine breath in infancy, the relationship between the endangered North Atlantic right whale and my shinnecock and enslaved ancestors, and even a surprise visit by a black tip reef shark. This section offers us opportunities to look at what blocks our breathing and the stakes of a society that puts profit over breath. Mere breathing open up to the possibility of peace. There's more than one way to breathe in the Arctic. Ask the narwhal, beluga, and bowhead whales. Beluga shapeshifts, evolved to look like ice itself, and congregates in the shallow estuaries, singing. Narwhal stays in deeper water, nearer to pack ice, grows a horn to break through, changes color over its life, needs no other teeth, just the one. Bowhead says bigger is better and moves alone. Strong enough to break ice with a bare skull, old enough to remember before all of this, never stops growing. And you? Maybe it's time to remember that there is more than one way to breathe in icy depths or summer heat. To thank your ancestors for how you have evolved in the presence of polar bears, harpoons, and other threats. To think on what you want to shift, how you want to grow, what you need to remember. And me? I was always you I loved. It was always you I loved, not your elegant strategy. I will love you still if you now outgrow it. I will love you more whether time moves forward or backwards, whether ice melts or water freezes back, whether your next move is protection, breakthrough, shift, or any combination. There are at least three ways to love you, as you were, as you are, as you will be. I love you. That means I choose all three. The baby Weddell seal has not grown into her flippers. She is awkward. She does not want to swim. She does not know she can breathe underwater. No one has told her about the great oxygenating capacity of her blood. She doesn't know that the milk her mother gives her is some of the fat, richest milk in the world. Southernmost mammal on the planet, 
She doesn't know the depths of which she is capable, but her mother does. The mother Weddell seal will push her baby into the water against her will. She will force her child's head into the water while the baby coughs and sputters and struggles and squirms. She is new here. She does not know that she can breathe underwater until she does, and then everything changes. By the time weaning is over, she'll be able to dive 2,500 feet below the water. Stay there for an hour if she wants to. Find a tiny hole she made for air after swimming 12 kilometers away. Move gracefully between frozen and liquid worlds. But she doesn't know. Am I the only one here in a lesson? A coughing, sputtering thrash. A struggle to stay who I thought I was, ignorant to what evolution has already written inside me. I feel out of my depth, but really, how would I know? The tough love of the Weddell Seal mother teaches a lesson about the difference between what is cute and what is necessary, what has been and what could be. And I am grateful for all of my mothers, biological, chosen, and ancestral, mammal and otherwise, like the copperhead snake who greeted me last night, who would shock me into knowing my capacity, trust my lungs more than I thought I could, to breathe in ways I haven't breathed before, to learn my blood in ways I didn't know it. As the Weddell seal grows, she will shed her fur, become sleek. She will feel completely at home in the ocean she avoided. She will see and feel things no other mammal has felt. But right now, she is coughing and spitting and cleaning, clinging to what she has known. She feels like she is drowning, but she's just meeting herself again for the first time. Love to all my parents and the push of the universe for laughing at me. Thank you to those of you who have pushed through portals already, even out of this life. We can move between worlds. Thank you for those of you living and evolving. The vulnerability of your newness is an example to us all. Thank you to those who hold me accountable, who expect me to be who I need to become. Thank you for ignoring the lies I tell myself about myself. Even in my resistance, I am grateful for you all, for the love you are teaching me, deep, black, and full, for the nurturance, push, and example, what you learned by facing your own death, what you learned in your drowning is my breath. Hashtag Doc Joseph Rise in Power. The second I set foot on the beach at Bridgehampton, a whale surfaced and exhaled. From where I stood, on occupied sacred Shinnecock land, I couldn't see whether it was a fin whale or a humpback whale, but in my heart I thought maybe, just maybe, it was a North Atlantic right whale. The right whale, the rarest whale in the ocean, hunted nearly into extinction to literally fuel the colonial project, blubber and light. Used to be a right whale could breathe for a century. Now that never happens. They rarely live five years without scars from boat propellers, rope wounds from tangled commerce. And it's not necessary. Boats could shift or slow their paths quite easily. 
You know what is necessary? Breath. There's more so than ours, truth be, truth be told. Yesterday I learned that the breathing of whales is as crucial to our own breathing in the carbon cycle of the planet as are the forests of the world. Researchers say if whales returned to their pre-commercial whaling numbers, their gigantic breathing would store as much carbon as 110,000 hectares of forest, or a forest the size of Rocky Mountain National Park. The Shinnecock, now and since forever, including some of my ancestors, are in sacred relationship with the North Atlantic right whale, a listing that spans centuries. Once the beaching of a right whale was an offering to the whole community, nourishment and light, shelter and warmth. But that day on the shoreline, the poet Kathy Engel told me she had never seen a whale in all her 60 years of growing up at that beach until just this summer. Did you call them with your writing? She asked me online. Yes, I have been calling you forever, with my blood and with my breathing. I remember what you gave us, which is everything. Light, home, and each other. Love, warmth, and ourselves. If I breathe, I sing your name. I can only breathe because of you. Do you have a century more of breath? And if not, what do I have? Home is light, but loss is heavy. And I cannot live without you. Why would I want to live without you? Steward of centuries, transformer of air, I ever await your message and assignment. In debt and gratitude, in trust and tide, I see you, I hear you, I know. I dedicate my breathing to the depth you taught or teaching. You're welcome. This is what the young black tip reef shark who came right up to the shore and accompanied me on the rest of my walk said. What are you doing here, I asked, in return. Everyone knows I'm writing about marine mammals, not sharks, and is this even part of your range? She took a deep breath under the water. I was jealous. Maybe I do need gills, I thought, but I didn't say. First of all, she said, that's no way to greet a requiem shark. Do you know who my cousins are? Good point. Tiger shark and them, some of the baddest. But by now, but by how she rolled her eyes, I could tell she wasn't exactly making a threat. Was I making the wrong assumption? Much respect, I said at last. What was that? The surf is loud. You know my ears are embedded. Much respect, I repeated. Much respect, shark of the live birth who breathes underwater born whole in yourself in the color of sand, guardian of the reef with your beautiful black edges, breaching brown genius, brave even among sharks. That you show yourself ever is a gift to sky. That you showed yourself to me is more than can be expected. I am at your service. I am in your debt. What can I offer? Okay, that's more like it. May you please soon outgrow those limits that do nothing to protect you, and also pass on this message. You're welcome. Three lies about sharks that humans have used to justify their own violence and alienation that sharks will no longer tolerate. 1. Sharks travel alone. Translation. 
cultivate your sharp individuality. Not so. The black-tip reef shark, for example, is highly social, finds safety in numbers. Community is a stronger approach. Two, sharks are powerful and effective because they hide. Translation, no one will love you if they see all of who you are. Not so. For example, black-tip reef sharks jump out of the water and flip in the air four times even while hunting. You are fierce from every angle. Three, sharks spend more time sharpening their teeth than opening their gills. Do you need a translation here? Breathe. And an addendum from me. When even sharks tell you to give peace a chance, you know something has to change. And here are some things I'm willing to give up in offering toward our evolution. The sharpness of knowing who I am, the weapons I filled my mouth with on purpose, the ways I showed only the tip of me when you needed my wholeness the whole time, the lies I let live in my name, the ways I devalued my breathing. I love each of you for stretching your cartilage and opening your gills. Thank you for remembering the ancient role of cycles that the sharks are still protecting. And what a celebration when we realize that our survival need not make us into monsters. When we forgive ourselves for shredding what could never even hurt us. When we evolve in our assignment of brave guardian vulnerability. We have wondered at the sharpness of teeth, glorified the extremes of alienation. We have fetishized exactly what we fear. And now we are here to notice the miracle that was there the entire time. The gills, the, permeab the permeability of strength. The gills, the way all life is flowing through you. Your breathing, it is your breathing that we need. Hashtag no mammal supremacy, hashtag oceanic love, hashtag real shark friends dropping knowledge. And for more on the queer transformative impact of the shark family, please look to my cherished fam, Leah Lakshmi Pipsna Samarshina in the Femme Shark Manifesto. And shout out to Koli Driscoll's Divine Bull Shark Manifesto as well.